Welcome to the Mystic Fool. <laughs> I'm Martin Worth, and this is the Mystic Fool. Today I'm presenting a podcast that is um, a part of a conversation I had with a great friend of mine, Anela Madulani. Uh, Anela is from um, Hawaii. She's of Hawaiian descent. And her and her wife, uh, just a little bit over 12 months ago, sold their house in Hawaii and bought an RV and have been travelling around North America, uh, been up to uh, Iceland and I believe down to South America, <laughs> visiting sacred sites and uh, getting in touch with the land. Uh, this podcast um, is um, an edit of the conversation I had with her and I edited it because it was about two and a half hours long and in this in this podcast, I really just wanted to present the information that we spoke about around star nations. Uh, Anella has had a great amount of experience um, in star nations, both from her own experience and those around her. I'm sure you'll find this to be uh, extremely interesting and extremely informative. And if you'd like um, a copy of the whole conversation, I'd be happy to uh, to send it to you. Just let me know. You can email me at themysticfool at martinworth.com and we'll reply or uh, just ask in the comments. Okay, let's go. Cheers. How long have you been on the road for now? One year. <laughs> That's amazing. We just, yeah, this year we just made a year. It's been incredible. Like, it's yeah. hard to explain. I just feel so grateful that I've had this opportunity, you know, to travel and just be on the road and experience all the people and the things that we've been experiencing. Just incredible. Yeah, because you sold your place in, in Hawaii, didn't you, on Oahu? And yeah. <laughs> everyone said you were crazy, right? Yeah, we <laughs> sold it. <laughs> it it just came like this is what I was supposed to do and I just trusted it and followed so we sold the house and that's how we were able to buy the RV and um, ship the car and we've been traveling ever since and I just love the freedom the freedom of it is incredible what a great and so yeah I know that's why I'm like I think I could be like this for a long time my daughter I'll talk to her and she's like oh my god mom did you hear about and I'm like no I didn't like I have no idea what's going on in the world at all uh, well it's funny you should mention that <clears throat> because I was gonna ask you you mentioned about before you know are we alone and that made me think that I'm seeing a lot of stuff coming out of the States at the moment around the big UFO reveal. Have you heard anything about that? Apparently, no, not yet. apparently people are talking to Congress about, you know, we've got alien DNA and we've got alien spaceships and all this sort of stuff. And I was wondering if you knew anything about it, but obviously not. Oh. <laughs> Good for yeah, you. Yeah, no. I don't know anything <laughs> about it either. <laughs> Okay, you haven't heard anything about it. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But it is a really good um, intro to um, what we did want to talk about, which was star nations, star seeds, things like that. And uh, yeah. I, um, yeah, I'm fascinated to hear your point of view on those things because I have various points of view, and as anyone that's listened to the Mystic Fool podcast is going to know, I don't necessarily go with the popular, <laughs> the popular <laughs> Yes. Um, so I'd really love to talk to you about, about um, that side of things. And I don't know, are we talking extraterrestrials here, or are we talking star nations? And is there a difference? Um, for me, my I can only speak from my own experience. Absolutely. Um, growing up, we were taught a lot about the star people and the star nations. But for me, I didn't I didn't connect the two, you know, because yeah. I, I just heard stories and whatnot. But that was it. 
And then um, I really shunned away from my culture for a really long time because my mom was an activist, <laughs> a pretty uh-huh. strong, like yeah. strong activist. You know, we were always like holding the flag and got to march for this and speak out. Yeah. So I went through a huge um, awakening. It was like a profound sudden because of a trauma that I went through with my family. And I remember coming out of that, I was in bed for like five days and I was being taught by all these beings, different things. And a lot of it I didn't understand because they were teaching me things that I never heard of, like um certain words in the Hawaiian language the true meanings and at that time I wasn't so um aware especially not of myself (laughs) but everything was about sound and color and frequency Mm. and um after I came out of that place where I was just like it was almost like I was in a coma, like I had died and came back to life, like a rebirth within my bed in five days. Um, I had a deep yearning of wanting to go home. Like, and I can't, I would say that, like it would, the words would just come out. I would go outside and I would be looking up to the stars and I would just feel this overwhelming place that I just wanted to be home. And I wanted to go home. And um, that's when a lot of my Lemurian memories started coming in. And Mm. like I was telling you, I didn't see it as we were all with these long blonde hairs and dressed in white gowns. (laughs) I was being shown the land in two different dimensional timelines Mm. in the middle of the Pacific ocean but at that time I didn't understand dimensions so I would see this land as we know Hawaii and then I would see another layer on top of it and then moving like this and Mm -hmm. I was actually in midair looking down like I was looking down upon these and the wind I could feel the wind in the air that was coming up and see my hair moving, but I couldn't see any of the beings that I was with around me. I just like, I could see my hair and I knew I had a knowing in these memories that I was with eight, like seven other women. And I was one of the eight. And I kept having these reoccurring things, you know, dreams But I was speaking like a different language. Like, I guess it's light language. Mm -hmm. And my wife would, um, she would wake up because I was talking and she would start asking me questions. And I would answer her and she'd write them down, you know. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And so um, I finally had contacted a kahu and um, a kuhuna that our family kuhuna and I asked her, I don't know what is going on. I'm having all these weird dreams. I'm feeling like um, I'm not of earth. I feel like I'm from somewhere else. I have like a deep wanting to be home, like go home, but I belong here. And um, she told me that I was starting to awaken to myself and the memories are coming back. Mm. And so we started doing some work and that's when I started seeing, um, experiencing more and more energies around me. Um, and then I got into the healing work later, later down the line. And in my, um, in my work, I would be being taught by, I thought were ancestors, like from my like ancient um, ancestors, but the technical stuff and the symbols that they were giving me these geometric shapes to put into people and teaching me a different way. I was having difficulty understanding because I was taught the healing modalities a specific way. You know, Mm. I was taught Reiki a certain way. I was taught Lemurian healing a certain way. 
Um, but this was totally different. And then I started sensing different beings that were teaching me. So I knew when Pleiadian energy was coming in. I knew when Arcturian energy was coming in. I knew when Lyran or Lyran, I'm not sure how to pronounce them, sure. energy was coming in. It's they, they're very different. Um, I get it by color. Like I, I see the color and, the, and feel the frequency. But I've never like sat and go, hey, there's an alien like standing in my room. Or or here, I don't hear. I hear, I uh, get a download. So it's really, it took me a long time to really talk about that and speak about it because I wasn't sure if I was just losing it, (laughs) making stuff up, or if these were just reoccurring dreams. And so I had reached out to a kahuna and that's when she told me that um i'm starting to awaken to memories that i have before i even came to earth and in the future and my future self as well yeah because i think um what what you are kind of confirming of my own thoughts is that um yeah a lot of um, a lot of our indigenous people, First Nations people, probably better terminology to use, I think, um, talk about ancestors. But you know, I don't think they're necessarily talking about ancestors of our DNA, although to a degree, right. sure, they're talking about our spiritual ancestry. You know, all those mm-hmm. past and yeah. future wives. You know, yes, <laughs> that we yes. Had. Um, so it's interesting what you say that you thought it was your ancestors, then you realize it was a little bit more than that, which is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, um, you see, if and this is also what I think about the whole uh, extraterrestrial versus um, star seed, star nation story, is that um, I think extraterrestrial would be within a third d construct you know within this dimensional construct so you know if a little green man was to land in my backyard right now <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely in the 3d so you know mm-hmm. i might be on the ray gun or some shit you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you might say take me to your leader which in australia would be really embarrassing um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but i don't know that that's the same thing that we're talking about when we're talking about star nations. I think star nations mm. are more of a, a dimensional vibrational type. Yes. I call, call it an entity using a loose mm-hmm. word. Sometimes when people say entity, they're talking about evil things, but entity is entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just an, yeah. Yeah. And I do think that, um, yeah, I do. I do think that what what we're talking about when we talk about um, remembering our life in Lemuria or you know any other Arcturian or Lyrian, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. that these are these are um, multi-dimensional lives that we may have had in spirit. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because that's yeah. what I feel too. Like. And there's times that I've seen things physically with my eyes. Like we've been, I've been to Shasta and being called back constantly to Mount Shasta. And I've been in groups where we do meditations. Um, It's like contact meditation. So you do, you sit in a group, you do like a contact meditation, but it's calling in the consciousness of the beings, you know, it's like not that they're going to, and sitting there feeling the presence getting the downloads and then opening our eyes and seeing movement you know in the sky like seeing certain things move by see you can see the shifts like you know go like this and I think it's more it's not it's more of us needing validation that they're really here and connecting you know I don't I don't think that they need to travel through spaceships everywhere they go. 
but they have the ability when we're in a specific frequency we have the ability to connect into what they're creating so we can get that validation and they don't need to do it it's just because we're human they're like here we go humans okay you need this validation yes (laughs) we are connecting with you (laughs) yeah Yeah. you just got that download and here here is me showing you that yeah it was plausible and so um and also being like I was taken into the mountain a few times through consciousness um we were in a group like a I was at a spiritual retreat in Mount Shasta and we were seeing we're sitting in a room and all day we're getting these teachings about frequency and healing energy and different like how to work through the grids with consciousness and send out like high frequencies and colors And so that night, and but before we go, we always um, make a connection to the mountain and the beings and the interdimensional beings, whatever it is, you know. And one night I went to sleep and I had a dream and it took, they took me to the mountain and within all of a sudden I was in the walls of this mountain. I don't know where, like I didn't see the outside of the mountain, but I had the consciousness to know which mountain and where I was. And I was in this mountain and there was this green glowing thing. And I can't even, it it was like a crystal, but it was more, it's hard to describe in human form because I have never seen it, but All I can think of is is like a crystal, but this was a station where the ships were coming in and out and moving and parking there and leaving. It was like, but they don't, it's like, it's not in the R3D dimension. It was in another dimensional space in the same area that they were showing me. I was invited to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I was seeing how they were moving in and out of this location. And there was this green glowing thing that gave them the energy to move through portals or vortices to other dimensions and places and space in in our universe and so I woke up the next day and I was like really like wow so I told our instructor I said Jean I had this dream last night and I told him about it and he goes huh huh that's that's amazing. Interesting. Interesting. And then I was quiet. So we're all sitting in the group and this girl starts speaking and she goes, well, I traveled last night and I went, they took me into the mountain and there was this green crystal. <laughs> she, explains, she explains the same exact thing, Martin. And I'm looking at her and I look at Jean and Jean said, did you see Anella there? And she's like, no like why is he asking that you know and then she he goes Anella did you see her there and I was like no but we had the same exact experience me stating it was a dream and her saying that she traveled last night wow yeah so realistically what you're saying is that this um this interdimensional spaceport for want of a better word exists um space-wise in the same location but in a different dimension yes and completely different dimension and timeline also yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah yeah interesting yeah yeah it was so incredible that both of us had the same you know it was confirming for me it was like they brought us both in and I think we're given meditations at night to connect and receive information from whatever star family we're from. And that was the intention before we went to bed and her and I had the exact same down to the colors, like down to the colors and exact location in the mountain. Wow. That's an amazing story. That's just so Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, I think it is interdimensional, Um, you know, yeah. we take time out of the out of the whole story and you know i did a little short little podcast on that a while back <laughs> take time out of it and all there is is a series of nows you know mm-hmm. hours 
are in different dimensions themselves. So there are dimensions of time, but there are also dimensions of frequency, like tuning the radio station, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's multi-dimensional. <laughs> it is. Trying to get your head around all those parameters, it's, uh, it's, it's very, very metaphysical, isn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah. it is. It really so, um, is. Yeah, so it's, you know, we've got the, um, you've mentioned the Pleiadians and the, um, and the Arcturians and the Lyrians. Yeah, what's your experiences or your thoughts around, well, particularly the, well, all three really, I'm interested in mm -hmm. hearing about, but I guess um, the Lyrians and the Arcturians are the ones that I know least about. So what, what's your yeah. thoughts? Yeah. Well, then we can get back and talk about the good old Seven Sisters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Valerians are, are something new to me. I don't, I um, have been experiencing their energy and color and very wise, like very, but it's not a lot. It's not as much as I experienced the Pleiadians, the Octarians and the Syrians. Yeah. Um, and I'm at the point now that I'm questioning my own self if it's not beings coming in, but stuff within me awakening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You I know, because, yeah. 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 Because we the, have the multi dimensional DNA that was put into our system. Yeah. And, you know, um, those strands have memory of the Akash of the universe. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. And they can be awakened at different frequencies once again. And I think there's an important delineation yeah. here, particularly um, as we do intend to pop this up as a podcast, that calling stuff in, please don't. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's not about calling things in. Uh, and, and, and thank you for, for, for mentioning it in that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's what I'm starting to realize. Like we, yeah. we've been taught this concept over and over to call things in every class that I've been, it's like, okay, call, you know, set the stage, you know, do this, but we're calling things forward because one, yeah. we are calling things that don't, that are already here. And two, it takes away our own empowerment. Absolutely, it does. Be you yeah. know, because then it takes away, it lets everything else in my mind, the same program running in my cells, thinking that I need these other beings when I am everything all already right here. <laughs> yeah. 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 We already are, we have access to it. Yeah. But as long yeah. as we keep thinking that we need this outside support, will never expand or grow because right. we're constantly, you know? And so that's why I always, now I say, I'm calling this aspect of me forward to support me in this specific thing, you know? Yeah, calling forward and saying surface now, uh, mm -hmm. two ways of, of accessing, even something possibly outside of your, um, your lineage, which is a good word to use today um that you're not calling it in another thing i just have to say this because when i was taught you know go, going through my own um classes or whatever i was attending people would say okay now you call in this divine and you are you calling this being and you call this being and call this for support da, da, da. but we're calling in stuff that doesn't help the situation <laughs> that we're working with like you know and that's a big thing that my ancestors kept saying be specific what you need like don't call all of us forward and you are doing um healing you know we don't need to be here don't call all of us forward and you're doing grid work or land activation be specific with the beings that are specific in that area, you know, because we've been given that, I don't want to say hierarchy, but there's, there is certain energies for each thing that we do, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, 
these Lyrians and Arturians are all going to have a different sort of um, a different frequency, a different feel. Mm -hmm. um, but they're not from out there, yes. is what we're saying. Mm -hmm. They're from your own lineage. So, you know, I might be Arturian, I might be Pleiadian, I might be Lyrian, or some, was mm -hmm. it, what was the other one you said? A, um, a Syrian. Syrian, that's it. I was thinking Sumerian. Mm -hmm. for yeah. Uh, or, or one or all of them. <laughs> Even sometimes I feel like we have reptilian within us. Like we have it all. Yeah, of course. You we know? Do. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if, if people will be like, like, oh no, I'm yeah. just this starseed. And I'm like, I don't think <laughs> so. <laughs> so is the alien, by the way. So, I mean, so is the yeah. <laughs> And I think sometimes we get caught up in the new age stuff of it you know because in the beginning of my journey it was like oh my gosh what are these guys about and I would read all this stuff but not experiencing it for myself you know and I all I'm doing is unprogramming the non-understanding with an understanding of somebody else completely you know yeah, I'm just reprogramming myself and so I feel that too, like we cannot say we weren't this or we weren't that, you know, it's, I think we're all of it. We all, we all have a plethora of consciousness and DNA running through our, our bodies. I mean, we've yeah. been here, we didn't just come in and say, okay, my first incarnation was Lemuria, which some people believe there was way more lives on earth than that we've been through many civilizations you know it's a, just right. ma maybe not all of them are human but yeah. we've been through constant civilizations here upon the earth yeah and so and if we're talking um you know star seeking star nations that are on a different frequency we're we're talking non-human mm -hmm. so in the same way that you know, like I personally believe um, in in the octaves of spirit. You know, where spirit, you know, um, elemental, um, plant, animal, human, mm. <laughs> whatever. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, um, I have taken people back to the last past life they had before they were human, mm -hmm. which is which is normally animal, because animal. Mm -hmm resonance of the octave of animal is the closest in consciousness to the resonance of you know of spiritual awakening consciousness of human you know that's why some people are animals i guess mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> um, and um and yeah so uh, it resonates with with me that um you know if we wanted to put it into you know first density second density third density fourth density fifth density sixth density Somewhere up there is where mm -hmm. the Lemurians and the um, Arcturians are, you know, or maybe mm -hmm. the Lemurians and Arcturians are all on the same level. I don't know. I don't mm -hmm. have any evidence. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think well, you're right. But there's, there's a difference, though, between, um, between um, uh, our soul field, which is you, me, any other individual person or individual sentient being, uh, which is an incarnation of our spirit and our spirit field, which is a, I sort of see it as like a string of party lights. That's the power that goes mm -hmm. to each light and each light is an individual instance, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so when we're talking ancestors, we're talking meat sack. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and when we're talking what we're talking, we're talking spiritual sack <laughs> whatever that is mm -hmm. spiritual yeah. um and i think that's why uh people can call in to this meat sack to this soul field something that is disembodied from or a disembodied energy and end up with an entity that is interfering with them that is not a part of their own ancestral line spiritual ancestral mm -hmm. line um, and that's the problem with calling stuff in because you're calling it in from a different time track if that makes sense mm -hmm. whereas if we're mm -hmm. calling stuff, we can call stuff forward from a different time track and then 
release it or we can mm. connect with what's on our own spiritual time track and gain mm. wisdom from our own lineage sort of thing yeah <clears throat> and i think that's you know a little bit of the cosmology of it does that mm. resonate with your own thoughts yeah yeah definitely definitely um I was going to say something about the DNA because I actually have memories of coming as a Pleiadian to Earth to support in the human DNA construction of the DNA, like putting specific codes and stuff within the DNA. Um, and DNA, we always think DNA is the, just the human form of us but dna has many many levels to it yeah. you know there's layers to our dna you have the human dna you have the soul dna you have the um the multi-dimensional dna and then our divinity our god dna yeah. you know and i think i'm i'm really feeling like it's opening up to more than that right now but i i just i'm not conscious of it i don't know too much about it i I honestly feel like we just went through a huge shift that opened something else up and gave us more layers <laughs> in our DNA, but I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, but, there's definitely levels of consciousness coming in. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, they perhaps all sit there like on our, within our DNA on different, I mean, if we are multidimensional, our DNA is multidimensional because we are our DNA exactly yeah it's one we're just one incarnation on this particular frequency i wonder what mm -hmm. when you think about those lines you wonder like what are my other incarnations from my dna on different frequencies how many you know imagine yeah. a mirror you know mirrors against mirrors <laughs> mm -hmm. how, many, how many levels of me are there simultaneously on different levels having this or different conversations right now Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and it's uh, hard uh, for us to understand and fathom. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, you know, you and I, our higher self, to our lower, lower conscious past lives, on whatever dimension. Yeah. Um, and our future lives are higher selves for us. You know, it's an interesting mm -hmm. perspective, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is. But yeah, so going back to the this different um, entity, like star nations. Yeah. Um, I really feel like Pleiadians have a lot to do with um, the earth and the plants and the heart. Mm. Very much. Um, helping us remember who we are, allowing, you know, a, working with that parts of our DNA, the multidimensional part of our DNA, because they were the one that created it, to open up more about ourselves in our evolution, in our soul's evolution, in wherever we decide to incarnate. Um, for the Octarians, I really feel it's, they're very technical, but they're also um, have to do with time jumping and I've experienced some of that <laughs> some of that but um, I feel like they're in charge of the timeline shifts and you know supporting us here in the earth and each time we move to a place in consciousness as a collective um, they help guide us in those shifts and also give us the frequencies on the earth to assist us in releasing what we need from the outer bodies, you know, in like from the causal body and um, our energy bodies outside of yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. And then, perfect. and they, yeah, and they also work with the Elohim, like the heavenly realms to really assist us in this evolution. Um, but it, it has a lot to do with the healing parts of us. And then um, the Syrians, that to me is just ancient knowledge. Um, when I connect with the whales and the dolphins, and um, I really feel like I'm connecting 
to the Syrians. My grandson, uh, we got custody of him when he, well, my daughter had asked us to raise him when he was nine months old. And she was supposed to come back in a couple weeks, didn't come back. And so we raised him for eight years. And, you know, in any indigenous um, family, usually the grandparents do raise the grandchildren. And so for me, it made a significant shift in my life because now I'm taking on this kuleana. You know, I have to be the grandparent, the grandmother. But he came in uh, and now I understand why it all happened that way because he came in with his memories from Sirius in his last lifetime. And so we went through a couple periods, I mean, a couple years of him explaining things to us from Sirius directly, memories. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really incredible. So when people talk about the space wars, he talks a lot about that, the invasions on his planet and um, the um, shape-shifting from water to land people and Mm -hmm. how they, you know, yeah. It's pretty incredible. Wow. Some of the stuff he, and we never let him watch TV. You know, he didn't. So it wasn't like he could get this information from someplace. And he was, yeah, Yeah, he was really talking about a lot of, yeah. He wasn't watching anything like that. Yeah, (laughs) no. That's amazing. And so he he really brought in a lot of information. Um, and, you know, I would sit and listen to him because I was so intrigued. I was connected as well. But wow. to learn from your own grandchild, yeah. that was incredible, Martin. <laughs> Wonderful. You know, oh. yeah. Wow. And then now giving him the place to have somebody to talk to. But once he went, once he turned about eight or nine years old, all those memories, they just stopped. Wow. And he would talk about things at school or outside with his friends. And I could see, I could understand and seeing the relationships of the society he was in, why we shut out, why we close up, you know? because the world just doesn't understand. They always saying you're using your imagination or oh, these are just nightmares. Go back to bed, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. And so I was, <laughs> yeah. So I was really fortunate that I was awakening to all of this at the same time yeah, that he you, was you. presenting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like that's why he chose me, you know, to yeah. actually walk me through that and teach me. Mm, absolutely that's wonderful yeah yeah Yeah. wow so the pleiadians syrians acturians what about the lyrians what do you think about them yeah lyrians they're very ancient energy and like i said i don't know a lot about them this is something new that's come in through my clients um but they have a very ancient energy and they feel like a lot of gold and yellow around the Lyrians. Um, that's what I usually see when they come in is like a gold and yellowish come through. And then I just know that it's them. And I don't know much about them. Um, I've only had a few, few, few experiences of them coming in just to send messages to somebody or to let them know that they have this within them, Um, you know, and that's it. But I don't have, it's not like I'm really connected or guided by that energy or consciousness like I am the Pleiadians and the Octarians and Syrians. Yeah, I I sort of somehow associate the Lyrians with a a feline sort of energy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mhm. I feel very um I feel the feline the feline energy but very like um I don't know how to explain it like human feline very tall and upright 
like mm. very tall graceful as well lithe. very graceful very yeah. so more like it's not like lioness like no, lioness no. Some, right mm-mm. yeah yeah sometimes yeah. with the, the syrians i feel lion energy like Mm. they you know yeah. people say feline yeah. but i feel lion like yeah, yeah. you know lion so there's two type of syrians that i've experienced the lion which like male energy lion yep. type yep. and then um water with the whales uh-huh. you know and both of those uh-huh. energies seem to come in so but water and fire the, mm-hmm, water <laughs> yeah <laughs> But with the, but very ancient, it's not, it's very old and wise. Wow. Um, with yeah. the Lyrians, they, I feel very lengthy and like lioness, you know, like they're not the main, they don't have the main, they're very tall, slender and feline um, like, I don't know how to explain the energy. <laughs> I sort of have a... Yeah, I have an like, image right now, almost of someone someone running, almost in slow motion, but holding a spear, and you yes, know, that sort of you know, it's almost like it's a potent energy, um, extremely athletic and lithe. In yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very yeah. adept, very adept. Yeah, almost yeah. like the wow, martial art. <laughs> yes yes exactly <laughs> exactly yeah wonderful stuff yeah i'm uh do you think that the lemurians and the pleiadians are possibly of the same origin yes i do and do you think it's i associated... think so, sorry please continue. no go ahead i was gonna say do you think it's associated with the um with the stories of the continent of Mu, or Mu, however you pronounce it? Well, I think that the Pleiadians came to teach. You know, there's a lot of indigenous stories that people say, especially from Hawaii, like these beings came from Hawaii, and they say, oh, it was Tahiti. But I feel they came, and they always say they came through the water. Everybody's, you know, every place is like they came in through the water. But for me and my own experience with moving in and out of dimensions and portals is through the water. There's specific places on the earth where I myself move through those places. And so I know um, there might be a lot of discrepancy because the stories are ancient and, you know, verbal and this and that. But I really feel like a lot of these gods that we're talking about were beings from a higher dimension. And I think I personally feel that they were um, the Pleiadians and the Arcturians. One of my theories, I wonder how this will resonate with you, is um, as we go through these ascension cycles, um, which are occurring constantly, Mm Um, and I think in each ascension cycle for the beings that are in that ascension process and we are here in this time, I think for us, it's mastering the mastery of free will to choose mm-hmm. love and light rather than choose self-gratification. You know, yes. Sort of um, I believe at the end of an ascension cycle where there is this critical balance between, you know, as I call it, good and evil. I mean, take Lord of the Rings or any other fable story like that. And towards the end, when it's getting critical, um, then in come the elves. Mm -hmm. elves On their silver ships across the water. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe the origin of the story of the elves. I believe it's the Pleiadians. At the end of a cycle... Mm -hmm. You see, we've got the, um, you know, you've got the prime directive from Star Trek where a alien species should not evolve with the evolution of a, of a species um, because we've all seen what happens when we do that with the ecology. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that, um, that extraterrestrials have, have revealed themselves too soon and caused mm-hmm. you know, ripples in the fabric. 
Um, Samaria. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, yeah, Samaria. Um, <laughs> South America, where the Aztec mm -hmm. uh, healing temples turned to places of human sacrifice, all these sorts of things. Yeah. And, you know, it's not mm -hmm. just that it's happened everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do believe at the end of a cycle that the there is a time when when humanity has reached a level of starting to reach a level of ascension and there's rumblings happening and the splits start to mm -hmm. occur, however you want to describe it, then the Pleiadians can come in because we're ready yeah. for the new knowledge, mm -hmm. get a leg up to the next to the next ascension. I think mm -hmm. that's I think that's the Pleiadians role. They're our mm -hmm. they're, they're not not our keepers. But they are guardians. Mm -hmm. probably, oh yes, definitely. And they're probably sitting there now, interdimensionally, just chewing their fingernails, <laughs> hoping yeah. and and praying and sending vibes to people like you and me and everyone that's listening to this, mm -hmm. this podcast when we release it. That you will wake up to the fact that you know you've just got to raise your frequency, and if there's enough yes the frequency, then we can come in, guys, and there's going to be an ascension. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I think they went through exactly what we're going through and that's why they're like our older brothers and sisters you know and I feel yeah. like the Octarians supported them like the uh -huh. Octarians held their hand through their own evolution as well wow. and so yeah. yeah and so the Octarians not so much because they're very technical like I feel the technical energy of them they're more like um, helping us with timeline shifts, like um, time jumping. What do you call that? Um, I forget the, there's a term for it, but they help us with like, okay, here's the trajectory. You have all of these choices coming at you. What is humanity going to do? And they yeah. hold that frequency and, the, you know, they hold those um, vibrations and they hold the cosmic geometry for us, the codes, in order to hold it in place to say, you guys can choose, you know, open up open yourself up to this information yeah the Pleiadians are more like they're very um they just work with divine love I feel like they they bring us back to our divine feminine self opening that up more and more and more you know yeah, yeah. but the um but the Pleiadians I feel like they went through exactly what we're going through and they're like, okay, come on, guys. <laughs> like, we made it. You guys can make it through your evolution too. And just like you yeah. said, there's a tipping point, you know, always a tipping point of when we're ready to shoot forward in our evolution. Yeah. And I think that they just, all the star beings that are supporting the earth, you know, that are at the ready, they're, that's when they come in to support. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just like about the masters that are here it's right. everybody's coming to watch this event happen and to guide us everybody plays their own part you know in because it, it gets chaotic when when we start waking up and start realizing things about ourselves there's a lot of shaking that's going on there's shaking in the systems there's shaking in the energies there's uh, releasing of a lot of stuff and so as we're doing this and we're being guided and held by their support, once we make that move, they're filling our grids constantly with this higher knowledge, you know? And yeah. that's what I, that's what I feel like the grids hold that, that knowledge and those, those codes and anybody, I mean, we all get it at the same time. Everything is running through those, but it's, we have to be at the exact frequency to receive that you know like tesla yeah. Yeah. tesla was on a major energy spot where he was receiving that information and he could get those ideas and not only him there's many people around the earth that came up with big inventions but all of us were given that information to tap into but mm -hmm. at the times it depended on our consciousness <laughs> and yes. our own frequency sure. to really capture it. You know, sure. every, every shift that I've made in my emotional state 
when I'm going through something, I just went through something. And soon as I take a breath, I'm in a different level of awareness of self. Like I'm in a higher state of understanding mm. every single time. And so mm. the breath is what's getting us through this and helping us shift through this emotional release of yeah. all this, uh, this excess stuff that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you're saying breath and I hundred percent agree. Um, but I think it's beyond breath as well. Um, you know, a lot of the, uh, Indian, um, um, Sanskrit type spirituality is around the breath, of course, with yoga and all these different things. But, um, you know, they talk about prana and apana energy and all these different energies, some of which I can't even, um, someone's taking photos through my window from the house next door. <laughs> um, <laughs> the house next door is for sale and there's people wandering around the backyard and they're taking pictures, so I waved. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, but I, I believe currently, you know, we're at the end of that, well, not the end, we're at one end, we're at a peak of the um, precession of the equinoxes and the energy that's coming through, uh, that, the, that our solar system is moving through, um, is available to us now. And uh, I, yes. like, um, I like calling it... Um, photon energy that's a, a phrase that mm -hmm. Dave, david bauer coined and i think he's right uh, photon energy is is more particle rather than waveform you know that sort of light mm -hmm. all energy energy mm -hmm. is light, hey but i know you don't just breathe it you breathe yes breathe in but you're not just breathing in you through your breath or through your crown chakra you can breathe it in through, I can do this and I'm breathing it in through my hands or through my feet or through my eyes. You can breathe in from any part of your body. And if you practice that, it's extremely invigorating, as you've said. I find if I breathe it in through my eyes, it really activates my pineal gland. <laughs> oh, I've never tried that one. Give it a try now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And imagine you're breathing that energy in through your eyes and it just lifts your your thinking. This stuff's wow. available to us right now, you know? That's the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. it really is. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. Yeah. <sighs> wow. I think we've probably just about got to a point where we need to jump off the off the uh the zoom right now. <laughs> They're going to be taking pictures. <laughs> Neighbors. Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I have enjoyed this conversation so much. So I would love to line up another one in, in you know, oh, yeah. maybe three or Definitely. four Because it's such a joy speaking with you. I, I, love, oh. I love your energy. Um, I love your insights. Um, it's just wonderful to have a chat with you and that you're on this beautiful journey of um, self-discovery as you discover North America. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my friend, I'm going to have to buzz, I think. I know, me too. Yeah. I could talk to you forever, Martin. Yeah, I just love talking you. to you. Thank it's God. like a soul I... remembrance all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lovely connection. I re really appreciate you. Yeah. You've been great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mahalo, Martin. Thank you so much. Good talking to you. There are so many more things I could keep talking about. So we'll. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it next up. time. <laughs> <laughs>